0: I better have, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Mrs. Black. Mrs. Black, what's up, sister?
1: Hello. Welcome, everyone, to Tim Black's Black Table. So great to have you this evening. <clears throat> Happy birthday to anyone who's had a birthday today, this weekend, <laughs> last week, or looking forward to one this week. Um, we wish you well. Um, this is our episode number 18. Um, if you're just joining us, please be sure to hit that thumbs up on your way in. Share tonight's content. Um, Let's grow this channel because this is good stuff that we're reporting on, Um, and engage with the Wolfpack community. Um, Those who have been here for a while and you like what you see, go ahead and hit that subscribe button (laughs) or become a Wolfpack member uh, by going to jointimblack.com. That'll work. Jointimblack.com. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, Our topics for this evening include uh, Ice Cube uh, at interview with uh tucker carson we're going to continue um, our conversation about that um desantis florida and his board of education on black history and uh just hilarious uh cis women cis women versus trans women debate mm-hmm. um thank you uh, thank you again um let's go
0: let's go let's get it let's get it give it up for that that was on point Man, I love when she does it that way. That's a, that's what I'm talking about. Jumping in and just swinging for the, for the fences, man. Thank you, Mrs. Black, for what you do. And um, yeah, uh, we got, we got some stuff to talk about, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. I feel like I'm on a roll lately. I'm on a roll, and I think it's because I'm leaning into this idea that you know, you ain't for everybody. It's okay, and everybody ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay if everybody don't like it. It's okay, in fact, if everybody likes you, that means you're really not standing up for nobody. Because if you stand up for people, other people are going to get alienated and pissed off. Now, what we hope is that the people that we stand up for, the issues that we do champion, we create an audience from that. So it takes a lot of stepping out on faith, yo. So um, Mrs. Black, Ice Cube, as you know, he did his interview. He went on the Tucker Carlson show, and people are... People are frankly pretty pissed off. But you know what? Let me, first of all, let me push back on that narrative. Not everybody's pissed off. In fact, I got a feeling more people are either indifferent, don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go there. A lot of people don't even know anything about this interview. They don't even know it took place. They have the f- the faintest idea, Ice Cube, went on the Tucker Carlson show. That's most people. And I'm talking about most people in America. Forget the world, because we know most of the world could care less about what happens on X or Twitter. So the whole framing, right, because half of the gaslighting about this interview was that it's so bad, and it normalizes Tucker Carlson. Ice Cube gave a platform to one of the most horrific people on the planet, Tucker Carlson. See how that's crazy? Because Tucker Carlson's already, like, very famous. Every 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 piece of content he puts out does five million views or better. But to them, Ice Cube going on is the one whose platform and Tucker that don't even make damn sense. No, it's the other way. Tucker platform Ice Cube because Ice Cube has grievances and Ice Cube can't just go everywhere and talk about them because. Hence the gatekeeper comments that he was saying, hey. They're not letting me go on a lot of programs. They're not letting me get access to media because they didn't like the fact I didn't get the jab. And they didn't like the fact that I put out a contract with black America at a bad time for Joe Biden to ignore black people again. So based on that, That you? Based on that, people were like, oh no, we can't have Q back. So Q was very vocal about the reason why before he went on any platforms, folks, those in media, I don't know if, if the general public paid attention. But before Ice Cube went on any platforms, he told everybody, he said, look, he made an announcement. Hey, I got some stuff I want to talk about with the big three. What they're doing to us is not right. I'm trying to expand my, my, my uh, sports league, the first black sports league in the history of sports uh, since, well, you know, since, I guess you could say, since segregation ended. There you go. Because it was Negro Leagues. So since then, okay? And then the gatekeepers are not me, allowing me on. So I'm giving everybody notice. I'm going to be going on some different programs. I'm going to be doing my thing. I'm going to be talking to different people. Now, all of us who have an IQ above 16 knew that many was going to be going on white platforms too. Because whilst else would he have to announce that he's going to be going places that's going to get people pissed off? No one would be mad at Ice Cube if he went on the Tim Black show. No one would be mad at Ice Cube if he went on the Griot. No one would be mad if Ice Cube went on CNN. No one would be mad if he went on MSNBC, NPR, or anything else. Well, they might be mad if he goes on Tim Black. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. But you know what I'm saying. They would hate if he went on there. But the point is that Ice Cube said he was gonna go places. And all he knew before without looking, I knew he was gonna go on Joe Rogan, I knew that meant he was probably gonna go on Russell Brand. I knew that meant he uh he might do some other right leaning type stuff. Not saying significant I can't even really say if Joe Rogan's right leaning or not. I don't think he is. I think he's like in the middle and he does different stuff or whatever. He chooses, you know, based on whoever he brings on, that's how people kind of got, got him. But the point is this, man. half the fallout about Ice Cube is pretty much unwarranted, man. Guy already told you what he was going to do. And Ice Cube going on Tucker does not make everyone like Tucker all of a sudden. I still don't like Tucker. I respect they had a conversation, and it was civil, and it seemed like they could be in each other's company, and that Tucker, maybe some of Tucker's antics and some of the things he says... I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know. But he didn't appear to... He didn't appear in episode 10 to be as bad a person as I thought he was. Does that mean that I would vote for him? Does that mean I got pictures of him in my house? Does that mean I suddenly have this different view of his politics? No, it doesn't. It just means Ice Cube went on that platform, and Ice Cube had a conversation. That's what it means. But what it means for Ice Cube and for the Big Three and for his business and his message, that means he got to talk to like 5 million more people. But if you're a part of like The View who blacklisted Ice Cube, if you're part of like Oprah, the Oprah network, that Ice Cube was very open up front and said, these people won't let me come back on. Oprah won't let my people come on, won't let me come on their platform. And The View won't have me back. And when he goes on mainstream media like Roland Martin and others, what do they do? They attacked him for meeting with Trump. So the conversation's already back to him having to f- to defend something he did three years ago. In fact, he did, let me correct that. He never met with Donald Trump. He met with Trump's people. He never met with Donald Trump. He didn't go do a Steve Harvey. He had an actual, con- he had an actual contract with Black America put together by Cube's team, forward written by Dr. Derek Hamilton. With that, he presented it to both parties, and the party that got back to him was the Trump team. Okay? And then he talks about, in the Tucker interview, how that didn't turn into shit. How they basically just went back and forth a couple times, or whatever. And the same thing with Joe Biden's team. Nothing happened. So... We got a lot of that out the way. Most of that's out the way now. And I really why I want to get it out the way. Because, Mrs. Black, I want to get to something else that I think is more important. <laughs> what is that? What's more important is the underlining of this thing where they make it seem like black people can't go wherever black people want to go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they got it like we have to be in a, we got to be, we got to be owned by the Democrats. And if we not, we not only get attacked by liberals, white liberals. We get attacked by black conservative Democrats or the the blacks who support the Democrats. They attack black people for black people thinking they have the audacity to go wherever the hell they want to go. Does that make sense to you?
1: Of course not. None at all. But they're always going to have to have some say in, in something. And like you said, folks, Cube can go wherever he wants to go. Um, that's his business. Um, like you said, he is advocating, you know, his business and Uh, platforms that are welcoming him, you know, to, to, to be on there and just to speak, you know, yeah, that should be, you know, his business. It should be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he went on. I mean, people forget he also went on Bill Maher. No one complained about him going on Bill Maher. I think Bill Maher's problematic. How many people out there think that Bill Maher's problematic and basically blowing a lot of hot air and kind of leans whatever way is more, uh, more adaptive to his message at the time? I mean, that guy's a chameleon, and there's been things he said on his show that pissed me off almost as much as Tucker, but there has not been that range of pushback on the Bill Maher appearance. And what I'm saying is it's no one's right to gatekeep or try to control the narrative or try to decide where you can and cannot go. My thing is, when you get where you going, what the hell did you say? See, they wanna control our comings and goings like we are slaves. I'm not your slave, you can't control where I go. How dare you try to tell me what platform I can go. Now, if that platform don't want me, that's on that platform. But you don't get to say, how dare he go on that platform? Was it a legal platform? Is it legal? Did I didn't break any laws. Then shut up. Because you don't get to decide where a free black man or free black woman goes. Let's start talking about where you go. Oh, because it's been handpicked by people on CNN and handpicked by Hillary Clinton's crew or handpicked by Joe Biden's henchmen. That's okay. What if we got problems with about where you go? What if we don't like you going on the view? What if we don't like you going on? uh, I don't know the, 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 the Trevor Noah show to say basically a whole bunch of nothing. What about all the other podcasts you go to the 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 steaming hot pile of crap podcasts that are on iTunes and iHeart that are full of a bunch of thirty something white folks who don't know shit about black people and don't care to really discuss it? What about all those countless number of white podcasts? What about Megan? Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the Duchess and uh, they got overpaid for this? Yeah. Yeah. Her and what's the same prince? Yeah. This shit ass podcast. Hey, I'm offended that I'm offended for people that went on that podcast. That hot garbage, that overpaid, extortionist garbage podcast that was somehow supposed to be noteworthy, notable, successful, that it gone at all the money that it got. For what? So I got a problem with that, but no one gives a shit. No one cares that. I thought that was horrible, so I don't give a shit if you thought cube or anybody else going anywhere else is a problem. But once again, the point is, what did you say when you got to the platform that you went to? That's what matters. You can go anywhere. And for the love of God, please let's define sellout so people know what a sellout is. I'm going to go first, Mrs. Black, and I'm going to need your help on this because I want your take on this. But I'll say, I'm going to step out since it's my question. I'll start first. A sellout, in my opinion, is someone who conforms to some type of position they would, know not, they would not naturally or normally conform to for money. For money or access or business uh, expansion or something that they're getting, a career opportunity, it's you got to sell something. What the fuck did Ice Cube sell? I'm sorry. What did Ice Cube sell? What did he give away? What did he trade? What did Ice Cube say on these platforms that he wasn't saying all the time anyway? What was he saying? What Point to the thing that Ice Cube said that was such a sellout thing. How did he throw black people under the bus? See, I, I didn't have a problem with Kanye West going on Tucker or Kanye West going to TMZ or Kanye West running his mouth until he said shit sh- I felt that was disrespectful, hypocritical, and damn right disgusting. See, when he did that, that's when he sold out. He didn't sell out just because he went on Tucker. He sold out when he said black people benefited from slavery or, or slavery, or we a wanted choice. to be slaves. Yeah, slave, was a thats choice. it. There you go. Yeah. Slavery was a choice. So my point is that. Thank you for that, because I'm going on one, mm. Mrs. Black. Yes. What is your definition of a sellout?
1: Well, I think it's someone who will sell their soul, sell their mama down the river if it benefited them in some way regardless of who it was hurting.
0: That's a concise explanation. I love I love that. Give it up for that. That's, that's simple. And, and to that point, Mrs. Black, to that point, I don't think that Ice Cubes sold his soul by going on Tucker Carlson. I think he saw it as a business opportunity to expand mm-hmm. on his message, and that's why he did it. It doesn't mean I support, I mean that I defend every statement made But to the same token, I don't feel that it's fair to to, to try to make it seem like Ice Cube has to defend everything that Tucker said. Why the hell should he have to defend what this host said on another show he had five years ago or four years ago or last month for that matter? What the hell does that got to do with Ice Cube? Now, if it would have been me, a political commentator. And the subject of police brutality came up, I would have checked Tucker for that. When Tucker was making comments about what racism is and is racism overblown, I would have had a different response in Cube, but that's because I have different experience. I have different information in here from doing a show that's race based for 10 years. So I know things Cube don't know. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's a great Entrepreneur, obviously, he's very successful. He's a great performer. He's a great musician, a great artist. But that doesn't mean he's well well known or well well established in the areas of of you know black issues. And that's okay, because he's still a person, and a person has opinions. He didn't go on and say, "Hey, I'm speaking for black people. Let me tell you, Tucker, what black people think." He's talking about his own first person conversation. No one gives a shit where Billy Ray Cyrus goes. He's never speaking for all white people. Billy Ray Cyrus could go wherever he wants. he go wherever he wants and say anything and be wrong or right, and no one will say, look at this guy making all white people look bad. Why is he speaking, you know? So Dolly Parton could go wherever she wants. Roseanne Barr goes wherever she wants and runs her mouth, and no one goes, oh my God, there goes Roseanne Barr speaking for white people. But for some reason, wherever black people go, no matter what, whatever responses they have, we get it. We, we are doing this. I'm not talking about what white people do. I'm saying we are doing this. We're like, oh my God, Cube said this. <laughs> we need to attack him because we disagree with it. No, you disagree with it, first of all. And that's him. He ain't you. He doesn't have you, he's not you. So it's got different opinions. We have to allow black people to be themselves. We can disagree with them, but don't help white people cancel black people because you disagree with them. Let's argue with them. Let's go, let's, let's, let's call them out. But let's not pile on with a bunch of liberal white guys and white women who don't understand where Cuba's coming from, who are really, really focused on party politics. Party politics. That's what all this is about. Democrats, what he betrayed was the Democratic Party. But if you're not a Democrat, how the hell can you betray the Democratic Party? It's impossible. If we don't go together, I can't cheat on you. And when we're in the business together, I don't owe you money. And if I make no promises to you, I can't break any. So therefore, get off his back, Mrs. Black. <laughs>
1: I agree. Um, All conversations that I've... Well, at least I should say the conversation that I saw between uh, Tucker and Ice Cube was very respectful. I am not, you know, a fan of Tucker only because of, you know, what I've seen in the past with, um, you know, his perspective on certain things on um, Fox. So um, for the two of them to get together, it seemed like, I don't know, oil and vinegar. (laughs) However... Um, Cube actually c- came into this arena with questions. You know, he didn't, as you mentioned, didn't come in as an authority on, um, on uh, the black community or black society. And, you know, he had questions about, you know, we're voting for this particular party all this time. What have they done for us? You know, what is going on? That was pretty much his, his mm-hmm. the, the thesis or the, um, the, his platform or where he was coming from. So um, for him to be on Tucker or anywhere, you know, um, I, of course I don't know him personally, but the interviews that I've seen um, where he's talking about his movies or his family or whatever, he's always been very respectful, always came from a point of logic, um, was um, and genuine um, in his stance. So, you know, him coming to Tucker or going to anyone to talk about um, his business ventures or what have you, um, again, is his business. And if folks want him, and apparently a lot of people do want Cube on their platform, right. talking about you know whatever you know whatever the issues are, um, then they, he should be able to do that, uh, have that freedom, uh, without so much speculation and downplay, and you know, getting kicked in the stomach or kicked in the head for whatever his views are, for whatever
0: platform he he go he tends to go on so yeah i i I totally agree with that and and you know it's like if you go on a platform that's not sanctioned by these people who i don't know who see that's the thing man nobody should have power over where we go or what we do who we talk to um and and that should be left up to us and I, i don't see any other group getting police this way and it bothers me that we're policing ourselves this way. It's like we're taking on this burden of over-accountability to the point where it stifles us. And I think what it is, it's just a control mechanism. They wanna control us. It's like we own the black vote and you can't get it, and we don't need none of you blacks stepping out of line. And that just, that just has a call back to, a, to our history of Jim Crow and back to slavery. That, to me, that's what that is. When when someone else can dictate the, the the territory where you can roam, you got your papers? Are you on an errand for for your master? Where you going? You know that's how I that's the, that's the way I feel about it. Because Cube is a free black man, and if a free black man who's successful owns multiple businesses, is an icon in the industry, if that man can't go wherever the hell he wants to go, what does that say for everybody else? A free black man that's rich can't even go about his own business without people saying where well, that guy could go. I don't hear white people saying where the hell is Mel Gibson think he's going. I don't hear them saying where the hell is Michael Moore going. I don't hear them saying where the hell is Michael he going. You know, I don't I don't see it. Where is it at? Where is it where they do the same thing for others? And who are they to dictate that? We get to make our own rules. We should be able to have the autonomy to do that. And then we can have spirited debates. We can have spirited debates. It doesn't mean we agree with his stances or his position. It means he gets to have them. He gets to have different positions than us. He gets to look at things differently. And what the hell is wrong with saying, hey, you've been voting the same way for 60 years, is that the right way? What's wrong with that co- that question? Why is that question the wrong question? By the way, it's the same question they want white people to ask themselves who are conservative. It's the same question white people are very happy to have other white people have to answer. But for some reason, black people are not allowed to ask that same question of themselves. See, are, we starting, are, the, are, the, are the cylinders starting to hit Are the pedals are starting to turn? Is that dog starting to hunt? You know what I'm saying? Is it getting through to you, what I'm selling you? Why is it that we're not allowed to have our own agency? We are. We are allowed to have it, but see, I believe the sellouts want to throw us under the bus to maintain Their seat at the table. Yeah, they want to maintain their seat at the table. It's never an inopportune time to bring up black issues. It's never the wrong time to ask the people in power, what have you done for me lately? It's never a wrong time for the LGBTQ community to say, hey, what about this? No one goes, oh my God, this is the wrong time. No one goes to Latinos and say, hey, it's not a good time to talk about deportations. It's not a good time to talk about immigration. No one goes to Asian people and say, hey, it's not a good time to talk. George Takai, you need to shut up, George Takai, because right now is that a good time. No one gets that treatment except us. And I expect it from them, but I don't. Expect it, and I will not accept it from us. I feel like that's simple and plain. I feel like it makes sense. I think it's grounded in logic. And I think if people let it swirl around in their head, absence of their need to feel like, oh my lord, if it ain't for Joe Biden, what will happen to us? I don't know. The same thing that's been happening to us. We don't have no saviors.
1: Never
0: had. And we don't have no party. We have no saviors and we have no party and we have nobody fighting for our best interests. Who in this world, who watching this podcast believes the Democratic Party has done all it could do for any of us? This is across the board. Is there anybody in this broadcast? Put it in the comment section. Does anyone listen to the sound of my voice for the Democratic Party has done all it can do for you? Whether you gay, straight, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, disabled, able-bodied, whatever. Do you really feel that way? Now, unlike your group of people, whatever group you're in, some of us are in multiple groups, obviously. You don't give your votes 90% to the Democratic Party, do you? Do you? What's wrong with this picture? Any thinking person would be like, why the hell? If if 90% of white people voted Republican, people would be like, what the hell is wrong with them? I'm telling you, we know why. Because the prevalent, the prevalence of the prevalence, I'm sorry, the prevalence of racial discrimination was so thick. After the switch that took place, around the time of Lyndon B. Johnson, where the Southern strategy was employed, when they decided, hey, you know what? We don't want to go with this civil rights thing. And it was the Southern states that decided. They wanted to that they were going to go conservative, and they were going to become form form Voltron behind the Republican Party and the Democrats. They formed their they went their way. The more northern Democrats, when the Dixiecrats became Republicans, f what you heard, f all the explanations is very simple. There were some of us in certain parts of the country, regardless to a political party, who were against integration. And they're against the civil rights movement, but the bottom line was that's when the switch. So since then, man, since 1970, we've been on lock. And it's very understandable that being on lock like that would would lessen your ability to be able to negotiate. If you ain't going if you there's no chance of you leaving, then why should why should you be a, why would you be a priority? if you're just going to be sitting there when I get back. How are you a priority if you can get treated any old type of way and no one's got to worry about you ever budging with because you fear that there's worse for you out the door? And all I'm telling you is we have experienced the worst of the worst. We have been under that, living that experience this whole time. So... It's not that I support every word that came out of Ice Cube's mouth. I support free black people. Free black men and women able to voice their opinions and able to go wherever they want to go and then having the guts to stand behind and stand on it. Stand ten toes down on whatever shit you said on that platform and now we can have that conversation. Now, I would love to talk to Cube about, hey dog. What's this idea like? The cops? You think the cops are just trying to get home? Nah, the cops that killed Tyree Nichols weren't just trying to get home safely, John. O'Shea. The cops that blew up, uh, the shot up, um, Brianna Taylor's home—they weren't just trying to get home safely. They fired like seventy shots into that apartment. That's more than just trying to get home safely, Johnson. The cops that broke Freddie, Freddie's, uh pretty great spine they weren't just trying to get home see we can have these conversations and I love and we can move the conversation past what a free person can do what a free person's allowed to do based on the rule book the democratic bible of first clinton verse (laughs) verse 16 chapter whatever the hell chapter 2 verse 16 like if we get past that then we can start getting to specifics that I could do some pushback on, do some educating of my brother out of love, out of love. But we can't even get to that. Cause we still had a conversation over what you allowed to do. Eyes all bugging and shit. What you what is he doing over there? He can't be over there. Cause we know it's only racist people in the world of Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Ain't no racist in the Democratic Party. They good to us. They feeds us and only beats us on Wednesdays. Y'all got the wrong guy if you think I'ma go along with that shit. That's not gonna happen, Mrs. Black. I'm sorry. I know I'm on one, but they deserve it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> what are they talking about in the comment section? Am I tripping or what?
1: Um, let's see here. You um, only
0: got two people watching. I know how it is.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, urban media showcase. How does going to Tucker benefit the black community? Um, woman queen. When children were outside selling water with a rainbow umbrella, uh, I'm not quite sure.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Um, please help us Father God why do we even talk to people that's not even black Um, goodness Uh, Buck Bewley is a response Said, woman queen Tim has an old white guy as a mod I have been following following since he was Tim the bartender (laughs) Um, woman queen I'm not even going to watch that uh, BS we need some alpha males uh, it's not scared to talk about some real demand. Stop playing. See that dumbass interview. Playing with. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Tim, we love you, you teddy bear. That's public domain. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, the comments are very various. Well, uh, you know,
0: like I'm gonna address <laughs> that first one when someone said, when Someone said, uh, shout out to you and your network that you're trying to grow, obviously. Uh, next time when you want to want to you know shine your network, why don't you super chat us? That'd be nice. Um, you know, since we playing fair, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. How does how does Cube going on, on Tucker benefit the Black community? Um, who said it did? I think it benefits Ice Cube. How did it benefit Bill Maher? How does it benefit him going on CNN? How does how does D.L. Hughley going on, on CNN benefit us? How the hell does any celebrity going on any platform? That's that. I don't think it's supposed to. Now, if there is some truth spoken, regardless to where you go, I guess that helps. But in the long run, it's media. It's media. Um, if it's informative, if the con- if the content of whatever you're discussing is informative. I think it's beneficial to whoever's listening. I don't think it materializes in the money for you. I don't know. I don't think it's going to get you a reparations check, but I feel that any conversation that's beneficial and informative is beneficial to black people. There you go. I think it's informative if, if you find it useful. Now, if you don't find it useful, then you don't have to watch sort of like this show. If you don't find this show useful for you, then I understand not watching. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion of that. But it's not, I think that's the wrong attitude to have that how does Cube going on here benefit me? That doesn't make sense. Who says it was... And why is that cr- the criteria that must be served for a black person to go on a platform to discuss issues that they're not giving an opportunity to discuss on other platforms or whatever? Like, is this supposed to? I went on, um, I went on Itch Talk TV. Shout out to Itch Talk TV, an uh, uh, aspiring channel here in the DMV. I don't think it benefited black people that I went on that, ch- that channel. I think it may have benefited It's Talk TV, and it benefited me to have a conversation with that young brother. But does it benefit black people in general that, um, that Tim Black went on the network? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm, it's, I, it's like, I think that's a big tall order to ask. No one says, how does it benefit John, how does it benefit John Stewart to go on, I don't know, The route. I don't know, man. It seems like a big order, a tall order to ask for a person to do. And if that's the case, no one gets to go anywhere. If you say, I don't agree with this politics, fine. You ain't got to. Once again, my only issue is, whether it be Dr. Umar, whether it be Tariq Nasheed, whether it be Yvette Cornell, whether it be Ira whether it be Tim Black, whether it be the Black Authority, whether it be anybody, Anybody who speaks on behalf of black people, when you get to that platform, if you speak truth to power, that benefits black people in some way. Will it get a check cut? I don't know, Johnson, but I feel like that benefits us. Obviously, there are people that disagree with that. I have no problems with you disagreeing with it. I'm not here to convince you that that's, you know, because, you know, we all got our opinions. But, yeah, that's, how I, that's where I come up on it. And that's enough on that. What was the other one? The other one was, uh, won't we start being radical and stop being something? We're not being, black men not being
1: strong. I don't know. Oh, the alpha male.
0: Yeah, Go we're ahead. not being alpha males. You don't think it's alpha male. Look, first of all, let's be clear, man, so, so you know. Because you may not know. If you are in the media business in America, if you are in the media business talk about politics and you are black, and you a man, and you are bucking the system against liberal media, corporate media anyway, that's alpha shit, okay? You may not know that, because you're not in this business. I don't know what you do for a living. You do something, I'm sure. Whatever that is, you're probably aware of the nuances of that industry, because that's your industry. I've been in this industry for 10 years. I can tell you with total certainty, any black man, any black man that goes against the Bidens or the Clintons and and, and the Obamas and has the guts to talk about that with the benefit of black people in the forefront of their minds, that's an alpha. You are risking your career. You're risking your business. You're risking your safety. You're risking a lot of shit to do that. There's a reason why some people don't show their identity. It's backlash. You don't get death threats going along with the Democrats. You don't get uh, exposed to the same level of critique. Now, some people overcorrect, bruh, or sister, I don't know who it is. Some people overcorrect and they become Republicans, that's that's a whole different thing. I'm talking about people who do not go join up with Donald Trump, who do not then be- become Sha- Sean Hannity's puppet, who don't, who do not then become Candace Owens, who do not then become uh, Officer Tatum, Anthony B L whatever. They do not become Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm saying the people that say, "Hey, I'm going to stand on it. I'm a, I'm going to not join." Neither one of these sides, and I'm just gonna ride for black people, and I'ma call shit out, and I'ma keep it real, and I'ma fight for my people, and I'ma take less money. I'm gonna lose opportunities. I'm not gonna be able to buy a bigger house, a bigger car, shop at better places because I I have decided what's most important. It's not that. You don't think that is alpha male shit? It's always easy for people who are not in the arena to talk about what people in the arena should be doing. But they themselves are not doing it. They themselves are not doing it. And it always looks easy until you try to do it. When you are given opportunities and then those opportunities go away because of what you say on this mic and what you put your likeness out there, then we can have these conversations. I want people to know there was something to lose. People have dreams. They have ambitions. I get it, man. They got dreams. They things they want to do. You do not understand how politics works. You do not understand how, how those things uh, affect people's lives. Or maybe you do. Maybe I'm assuming you don't when you do. Maybe you totally get it. In my experience, most people have no idea. They don't get it. They can't relate to it. And I'm not saying that's Tucker. I'm not saying that that's Ice Cube's situation. I'm speaking beyond Ice Cube. But is there anybody that can deny if Ice Cube would have got the jab and shut his mouth, things wouldn't be much better for him? Is there anybody who is going to deny that if Ice Cube would have shut his shut his ass up, got the jab, and never put out the contract with Black America, that things wouldn't be better for him right now? he'd definitely be at least $10 million happier. <laughs> okay? That's bare minimum. Do you know once you become blacklisted to the liberals how Hollywood opportunities will dry up? Now, you may say he did that for nothing, and he's corny. That's because you never lost $10 million. Neither have I. But I got a feeling... If I lost ten million dollars, it had to be a dang good reason why I lost ten million dollars. <laughs> and I don't think it's just me So I can go on the Tucker Carlson show for free. I don't even know if Tucker pays, or to see in the future that I'm gonna be able to go on the Tucker Carlson show. Like I don't think that was the that was the goal. Um, I think that's a mitigating factor. Uh, mitigating. I think once you make certain moves, the board is a certain way. You know. And now your moves are different that you can make. You know, once you playing checkers, or if you're playing cards, certain cards have been played in the deck, you can't go get those cards out the deck. The cards that have been thrown, that's it. So you got to play with what you got left. And I think it's a part of that. It's the reality of what Ice Cube has done. It's the reality of what I have to do. It's the reality of what anyone has to do. Any of us. You know, if you miss your shot, or if you take a bad shot, It is what it is on the clock. Your account looks like what it looks like. But once people decide this person is a problem, this person is not, this person's speaking out of school, this person's going against our agenda. Once they make that decision that that's who you are, hell man, Cynthia McKinney had to leave the country because she was against a war that we later found out was an illegal, illegal war. She still can't live in America. She didn't break any laws. She was just against a war that we should have never been in. You know how I know we shouldn't have been in it? Because the people that started that war can't leave the country either. George W. Bush. Because he's considered a war criminal. So if the war that we were in was legal, why is it that he can't leave America and travel abroad? It's because him and Dick Cheney would be locked up for the illegal war that Cynthia McKinney and others tried to say was illegal, who basically lost her position in Congress, and now it did have to flee the country. See, there are prices to pay for speaking out of turn. And and I'm not saying that that's what Ice Cube is doing. We just got into a broader conversation. I think Ice Cube has a very good life. (laughs) He has a very good life. He's doing very well. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying he's a pariah and all this shit. All I'm saying is, you can go wherever, go wherever you want to go. I went to Politicon, and I gave Tommy Lauren the business. You may not have heard about it, because I don't have a protection for the complexion for the selection or whatever. But <laughs> I did go and give her the business.
1: That you did.
0: That I did. My life didn't change for it, but I did the right thing. Did opportunities go away because she's at certain places? We're able to talk to certain people and say, "Hey, that guy called me out live in front of all these people, and it's all over the internet." But I called her out for her comments about Black Lives Matter that I thought were wrong—that she was fueling the fire, that she was making Colin Kaepernick this this person that, like he started World War III because he took a knee at a football game. And I was there with Kyle Kalinske, who everyone loves, the whole progressive movement, loves this guy. He didn't say it. He let her sit there and not address it. He allowed her to sit on that stage and talk about Black Lives Matter and did hold her accountable for her statements. But I did, but at the end of the day, all people talked about was Kyle Kalinske. He was the one, he's the one who got breaking points, and he's the one with three million subscribers. So, it ain't about what you get it's about what you do with the time and what, it does, it's not about when you go it's about what you do when you get there and it doesn't mean people going to respect you it doesn't even mean people are going to hear about it but anyway okay
1: at least they knew the truth they knew they I, the yeah truth.
0: They, I guess they I guess they knew the truth like wish the truth was more valuable is that it doesn't seem to be that valuable there are people right now who never even heard this story. You didn't even hear it. But once upon a time, Tommy Lauren was Candace Owens. She was way bigger than Candace Owens. Once upon a time. And I tore her ass up. Figuratively, figuratively, because I know there are people that don't understand that language who will say it was a type of a uh, aggressive attack, like I'm threatening her because they don't understand roasting and they don't understand black, black vernacular. Luckily, my audience has changed somewhat so people get it. But I let her ass have it verbally. <laughs> I let her ass have it. And she deserved it.
1: And others. And others.
0: And others. And others. And others. But but I had to hold her accountable for that Colin Kaepernick bullshit. Whether you think he's a good football player or not, taking a knee at a football game does not equal terrorism. And Black Lives Matter was not a terror organization. There may be a lot of things, misappropriated funds, Operatives of the Democratic Party, people with double agendas and all those good things that most people don't want to hear about. But at the end of the day, they are not terrorists who, who, you know, who who tried to burn down the country. They did not invade the Capitol on January 6th and they did not put anthrax in the mail. Like, come on, Johnson. Come, come on, man. Come on. All right. Should we move? Should we move on?
1: Have I gone on long enough? You did a great job. Excellent
0: points. What else I got on <laughs>
1: Okay, our next topic is DeSantis, um, Florida B, um, Board of Education, uh, Black History. Oh, okay. Entry.
0: Ooh, this is, I like this one. I like this one. Oh, first of all, give it up for all the people that uh, who thought that Ron DeSantis uh, was wrong with his Florida Board of Education folks with their Black History entry. Give it up for all those people out there. I appreciate y'all. Uh, I think it was wrong, too. I think it was a bad choice. Now, we know what we're talking about, that one entry. Now, look, people keep pointing out there's a 216-page document. Folks, if you want to see the totality of the curriculum that was described, uh, that was uh, formulated by the work group that was initiated in Florida there for the uh, history... You can go download it. It's a downloadable document. I have the document. It's that. I keep hearing people talk like, oh my God, you know, no one read the document. I have it. I skimmed over that 216 pages. It's just saying, talk about this, or talk about that, and talk about this. It's, it's when you get to one of the talking points that's effed up. It's when people got a problem. Okay? Um, it is the most egregious. The text in that entry, um, I get what people are trying to say. They're trying to say, Tim, oh, Tim Black, that's not what they meant. Ron DeSantis is really a good guy. He meant something different. Okay, first of all, is Ron DeSantis is the reason why those people were in that room putting together that curricula because that Stop Woke Act opened the door for them to create more stringent rules about what could be in textbooks and what could be taught, what could be the syllabus. So. Though he likes to hide behind, hey, I didn't write it. I did not write this template. I did not know. It's the board of my board of, the Board of Education did it. Their work group did it. Yeah, but you are the reason why they did it. You. And you Republican Florida people. So anyway. Um. So so we can look at this different ways. I believe that the context in which that statement has been amplified has been amplified in such a way to serve the democrats but i also believe it was a horrible statement to to make and i don't care if you are black white mixed asian native whatever i think it was a horrible sentiment to put out into the air without having proper context in the language because when you say there were some slaves who benefited from slavery that's that's it Who the hell else is interpreting it to mean all these other things except what you just said? And if you say, well, I wanna show the resilience of the enslaved people, the formerly enslaved, to make lemonade out of lemons, why come you couldn't say that? That's different than saying we benefited that gives people the impression that if it weren't for slavery, we couldn't. All, we didn't already know how to garden. We didn't already know how to tend crops. We didn't already know how to work with uh, lead or steel or whatever the hell blacksmith. Like as if we didn't already have skills. So it's a to me it's a fallacy for Ron this with his failing campaign to try to hide behind. It's just politics. Nah, man, your people put together a shit template for US history, particularly that section that is outlined. You could have just simply said, hey, I disagree with that one point. I wish they would have worded it differently. But you don't want to be wrong about anything because you're trying to imitate Trump. Ron DeSantis is trying to be Trump. He's trying his best to be Trump and Trump's rule is never apologize. That doesn't work for you, Ron. Sorry. It's not working for you. You haven't built up the credibility with this audience. He has built up a certain cachet with his audience that Ron DeSantis has not done. It doesn't mean I like Trump. I'm just telling you the reason why you're getting crucified. And there's not that many people going to ride with you because it sounds bogus as hell on its face. To go down in the weeds and say, well, that's not really what they meant, and there's a black guy and a black woman or a part of the group that came up with the language, don't matter to us. They've been black turncoats our entire history. Black people have had the benefit, or I should say the unbenefit, the disbenefit, of having black sellouts, and I missed our entire existence in this country. That is nothing new. You can't say, "Oh, a black person there. Yeah, there were five black cops that killed. Gosh, I said his name earlier. Now I'm blanking on his name. Tyree Nichols. Tyree. Five black cops mean Tyree Nichols. So you're going to tell me, well, they're black, though, so so it's still murder, mother. So part of the argument that the Republicans or the conservatives are making is that they believe since there was a black man, an old black man, about 85 years old on that board, Mr. William Allen, who speaks so well that he co-signed this language that somehow that makes it okay. That means I'm supposed to like it. I'm supposed to say it can't possibly be racist because no black person has ever sided with white people in some shit that made us look horrible. Okay, we can't. Th- th- that's totally unimaginable. Unimaginable that a black man could possibly be going along, oh God, there we go, Clarence Thomas. Oh my God, there we go, Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh my God, oh my God. But there's a black woman too, oh my God. There goes Candace Owens. So what's the difference? Condoleezza Rice to black people under the bus. She was black. You know, black people are capable of being conservative. And that's another thing. Folks, we gotta get out of this shit where we don't think any black people are conservative. There's some black conservatives. Those black folks are on that board they help write this Do first of all, who volunteered with no money to be a part of the group that put together that, that syllabus. Those are all conservative whites and blacks. So what they differ in skin tone, they make up for an ideology. There are no liberals on that board or a part of that work group. So they may be black, but they have conservative values and that's what they ride for. So even if I don't want to be critical and call them sellouts and cools, We'll say their ideology is that of the average Archie Bunker esque conservative who actually believes they come from the Booker T. the of T. side of the house where they actually believe that black people go on some level of you know that it's somehow a positive to say we survived and we use what we learned to do like they and I get it that's their way of I think it's a horrible way to frame it. It's a horrible way to teach history. It's like saying, oh, this woman was taken advantage of, but she learned how to dance. This per- this child was trafficked, but they learned how to cook while being trafficked. And they use no, we're focusing on the traffic part. Dumb, dumb. Right. We don't go, oh, this person was abused, but they learned how to be tough. No. No. It's in spite of, in spite of, in spite of, in spite of. Who the hell, why am I yelling? Why am I yelling? You get it, right? You get it? You understand? So that's the reason why people are upset about this. If Ron DeSantis Board of Education hadn't done that, I wouldn't be talking about it. It's not like I looked for it. It's not like I made it happen. You put that entry in there. It did not need to be there. And if Ron DeSantis would have removed it or requested the removal because those people work for him, it's his board of education, then we would not have this conversation. It is possible some of the Republicans that are contenders in the race for the nomination of the Republican Party may have had a different tune. And maybe they would be using that against him. But I think that's a far better battle for him to be trying to win than the one that he's currently losing. Which is... Ain't nothing wrong with this. What's wrong? I always look like this. What's wrong with my face? We can see you, that's why we know it's wrong. And we can read, that's why we say it's wrong. It doesn't mean I support Kamala Harris. See, we gotta get out of this. We gotta get out of this idea Well, if you agree or disagree with a person that you line up with them politically. That you that all things that they've ever done or said, you are now adopting their ideology. No, on this particular thing, he's wrong, and I'm calling him out on it. If there's something tomorrow, I will weigh that on its own merits, but I also will look at the context of what he's done previously. That's why I say, harkening back to the cube thing with Tucker. I'm looking at the interview with Tucker and saying, okay, I'm going to judge this in the context of that interview. I do understand that Tucker, that I know, I have that in the back of my head, but I'm going to judge this interview based on what transpires in this interview. It does not mean, going forward, I automatically go, great, Tucker. It does not mean, going forward, I go, everything out of Ron DeSantis' mouth is garbage, though it has been a lot of it. I know some of that is a formula and a narrative of the Democratic Party. I get that, but that does not mean it's not wrong about this. How would you like it? I'm not even going to entertain. I'm not even going to say the things because to me it would be so disrespectful to use the pain of Jewish people and Native American people in order to make my point. But visual, visualize in my in your mind the things you can say about the Jewish people. And then you can say, but you benefited. And why don't we have that in history books? Think about the things you can say about Native Americans. But you benefited. Why is that out of history books? Because we don't got a bunch of backward ass, conservative whatevers on those boards writing those books, and they don't reside in the state that did the Stop Woke Act. Mrs. Black, I just say that you have your own point of view on this.
1: I do. So Please, you want... could you share? Okay. Well, government, Governor DeSantis, um, I'd like you and your Board of Education to explain the benefits of slavery. Um, what were the benefits on a race of people who were considered subhuman? Someone's property comparable to a table, a spoon, a bowl, a cup, a chair. The benefits of being kept illiterate the benefits of a mother being torn from her children and families being separated and sold on the auction block because the missus wanted a fancy new shiny trinket. The benefits of being maimed, mutilated, branded, horsewhipped, lynched, drowned, castrated, aborted acts of violence, rape, and experimentation, starvation, who were bred as animals, snatched from our homeland. The inhumane treatment that robbed generations of our freedom, our culture, our language, our history, forever losing our birthrights and sense of identity. As our ancestors were chained and shuffled through the door of no return. The benefits of having no rights in a country which saw us as subhuman and comparable to a table, a spoon, a bowl, a cup, a chair, to petition against this United States government, which, pr- which prides itself on liberty and justice, yet sanctioned and perpetrated atrocity upon atrocity upon atrocity against the enslaved Black American. Governor DeSantis, do you know what the true benefits of slavery should be? It should have been the 40 acres and a mule due to my newly freed ancestors. However, in present day, reparations payments made to the descendants of the enslaved Black Americans on whose backs the greatest country in this world was manifested, manifested, should be taken seriously by the United States government. It was a wrong that must be corrected. And until it is, this nation will continue to be a clown face facade of equality, liberty, and justice it so desperately attempts to proclaim if reparations can be done for other groups whose ancestors ancestors suffered unspeakable horrors and crimes against humanity it can be done for black americans as well the benefits of slavery should endow the descendants of enslaved black americans the financial resources to transfer generational wealth to our descendants and close the racial wealth gap once and for all. Sorry, I'm not sorry. We descendants of enslaved Black Americans kidnapped from our homeland and brought to this country specifically to perform free labor will never be forgotten. Our history in this country, and it will never be uh, whitewashed, regardless of the insane baseless argument of how even a discussion about our true history is considered divisive and offensive to those whose ancestors perpetrated hate, bigotry and division in this nation. Bottom line, there is no way to logically justify and honey dip one of the greatest atrocities against an entire race of people in this human history. So DeSantis, you and your Board of Education can take your benefits of slavery BS lie back to the pit of hell where you found it. I said what I said. Oh, shit.
0: Mrs. Black, Mrs. Black, Mrs. Black. Wow, 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 wow. Baby, baby, baby. That's going to leave a mark. Wow, wow, Mrs. Black. Well, 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 done. Well said. I'm, shit. We'll shut down the show now I don't think I want to go after that on any topics <laughs> give it up for that one more time y'all give it up for that that's Mrs. Black that's my wife right there there you go I think I chose you made good choices made a good choice <laughs> note to self she didn't curse one time Tim Black didn't have to
1: Truth sells itself, Johnson, 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 Johnson. I'd like to give a shout out to Corey Tidwell. Thank you so much for your your super chat. Thank you. Wow,
0: there it is.
1: Thank you, Arlene. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) That's how I truly feel. That's what I truly believe. This is just crazy to me that... This made it out of, out of our board of education to whitewash our history. Yep. It hurts. It's infuriating that folks in the 21st century think that way. Just so feelings aren't hurt. The truth needs to be told. We need to get past these feelings. Let's talk about it. <sighs> Let's talk about it. We can't just lie about about true history here.
0: Now, it's just, it's, uh, black Americans have such a, such a unique claim, a very distinct claim from all these other groups that they just, they're, they're afraid of, they're afraid of the claim that black Americans have, the black descendants of slaves, of the enslaved, actually have, it's a, it's a bona fide claim. It's, it's something unique that other groups do not have, and it's always gonna be a problem, and I tell you, it's never, America needs to address it so we can move on. And until they address it, it's going to hang over the heads of this country. Right. It just will. Right. It just will.
1: There are steps, right? I mean, there are steps in um, the, uh, when you go to, uh, what is it, Alcoholics Anonymous? Yes. Or any other, any time you're going through... um, an addiction and you're trying to get help or you're grieving and you need some type of a support, there are steps that need to be taken in order for you to get, get to a point where you can, you can live with yourself, the guilt is gone, and you can move on with your life. There, that, there's a, a scar in this country, in this nation. You know, we haven't finished the steps we have not finished the steps. And until we get to whatever step that is, where we are free of this guilt and we can move on, mm-hmm. and there is a legitimate apology, or whatever that step is, we're, we're gonna continue to, to be in this, And yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and part of that step is having honest conversations and being truthful, real, and not body your tongue about it. Right. Um, and I think that's that's the duty that we have, to speak honestly about these things. Wow. You know, we got one more part, but I guess we could say that for our extra innings. The conversation about just Hilarious. Okay. <clears throat> so folks, Part of putting together this content is uh, we try to do something special for the people that support the show, the people that uh, make it possible for us to do the show, the Tim Black Wolfpack, the Patreon supporters, the people that support on YouTube as well, the Wolfpack members there, uh, Team Black. So we do what's called Extra Innings where Mrs. Black and I go off on another topic. We talk for as long as the conversation makes sense about something else that we don't talk about on the show, or we continue a conversation. Um, so that's what we're doing. So Extra Innings, we release that. I release that tomorrow. and You will get the first peek at that, and then later on in the week, I will release it to the general public. So for your eyes only, Extra Innings will be coming up next. So after this show, we're going to stop the live stream, then we're going to record Extra Innings, and then I'm going to upload that to the Internet. Become a member of the Tim Black show so you get a copy of Extra Innings. On Patreon, you'll get a link to our Extra Innings content. If you're on YouTube, if you're a member of the Tim Black uh, group, the paid group of $5 or more, you also get a copy of it or you get access to it. It's a way to support the show, and it's a way for us to give you something tangible uh, that makes sense. Also, I'd like to point out that um, I'm going to be bringing some other shows, adding some other shows to the lineup. I got to come live more than just once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Got to do a live show more than once a week. So um, there's a couple things I have envisioned. One is a a long-form show. We'll have an interview with someone for a long, like I want to go like two hours. I I want a long-form, real conversation. Um, So we're going to have that format. And due to great demand and popular demand, great demand, um, gonna be bringing back phone calls. The only caveat to bringing back the phone calls is I have to put together a system and water in order to screen phone calls. So previously, it got out of hand. And I just know going forward, that's something I gotta have. Gotta have the ability to screen phone calls. So as I hunt down a system, well, I would know who's coming on the line before they come on the line until I can do that. That's the only holdup. That's the only holdup. So if you have any ideas, suggestions on how we can get that accomplished. I know there's various systems out there. Maybe the technology's changed. I'm not gonna say I'm up on everything new in the technology space, <clears throat> but there's gotta be a way for a brother to know who's coming on the line so that repeat callers can be like, you know, so I know who's calling. Uh, that type of thing. That's it. That's really all I got. Um, I want to take this time and really thank Mrs. Black for bringing the heat doing this show tonight. It was amazing. Um, I knew she said she had something special prepared. I knew what topic it was, but I didn't read it because I wanted to be surprised. And I am surprised, Mrs. Black.
1: Well, it was on my heart. It was really on my heart um, since we had the conversation last. It's, you know, who, who would do this except someone who, and we've never, of course, been any of of the um, enslaved shoes, Um, but can you imagine all the stories, the history, and have no compassion, I mean, to the point where we want to, because it makes others feel bad, we just want to whitewash it away. That this cannot be real. That, that it can't be real. This makes no sense. So, yeah, I had to say something.
0: Well, you made us. You made me proud. You made us proud tonight. So I appreciate you for doing that. And
1: again, that. just because I love my people doesn't mean I don't love everyone. I don't love other races. We are all human beings. All a part of the human race. So we need to. Think of each other. Be kind to one another. And I mean, I think that's the only way that we can even make this world a better place. But where there's hate and bigotry and racism, it just tears us apart. It tears us all apart.
0: All right, folks, that's it, that's all we got. We'll see you next week, next week the same time, same place, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here for Tim Blacks Black Table.